You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about renewing the mind. I want to turn your attention today to the Gospel of John, verse 13 out of chapter 16. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. You know, if you stop and look at it in John 14 and John 16, Jesus in those two chapters describes the work of the Holy Spirit when He comes to indwell us. And He guides us in seven distinctly different ways. Seven very distinct ways. Now the first two of these can be found in John 14, 26. He said, first of all, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. So when you read the Word and the light comes on for you and you begin to see things and understand things, that's not your own intellect. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. He helps you to understand spiritual truth. In fact, I remember when I first became a follower of Christ, I thought, was I blind before? Did I not see all this stuff? Wow, I can't believe what I'm able to see today. Before I would try to read the Bible, it made no sense to me. And i got to say, I didn't understand everything that I read in the Scriptures, but I certainly understood a lot of it. I could see things that I had never dreamed I could understand and see. And the Bible became a living book for me. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. He was teaching me while I was reading. Now, He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I began to experience that. When I would get into a temptation or some kind of a struggle or if there was an attack of the enemy against me, the Holy Spirit would remind me of something that I had read in Scripture. And boy, did it help me. And I could see, man, he's working in my life. So it wasn't just me reading a book. Renewing your mind is not just you reading a book and being very disciplined. It is an engagement with a supernatural teacher who knows you better than you know yourself. And he wants to equip you with verses that will set a light on the path that you're to walk. And I'll tell you, it'll change your life. Now, in John chapter 16, verse 13, we read the next five things that the Holy Spirit does. So there's seven in total. Two in John 14, five here in John 16. Verse 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit never guides you into error. I will say this, the Holy Spirit never leads you to do something stupid. You know, I have heard people say that before. The Holy Spirit led me to do this, and I know it wasn't right, but He led me to do it. Let me tell you something, the Holy Spirit doesn't lead anybody to do dumb stuff. And when something is foolish... The Holy Spirit didn't lead in that area. You made a mistake. You may have thought He led you to do it. And here's why people say that. Because there are stories all through the Scriptures where the Holy Spirit or the Lord led His people to do things that were unorthodox, 
unorthodox. If you wanted to go to the promised land, you wouldn't march to a dead-end beach on the shores of the Red Sea. You wouldn't do that. But that's exactly what God did because there was a supernatural factor involved. He intended to roll back the Red Sea and he intended to judge Pharaoh when he released the waters to come back. So what I want you to see is that God may lead people to do things that are unorthodox, but they're never stupid. They would be stupid if it were not for the supernatural factor. Jesus told the people at the wedding of Cana in Galilee, John chapter 2, fill the water pots with water. They did, about 180 gallons worth. And I'm going to tell you, that took a little while. Then he said, now go and bear to the governor of the feast. So somebody took a little dip of that water, started carrying it to the governor of the feast. And when he got there, the water had turned to wine. Unorthodox, unorthodox, but not stupid. What makes it wise? the supernatural factor. So God always guides us into truth. He doesn't lead us to do things that are foolish. So there are a number of stories in the Bible that are unorthodox, where God led people to do things that were unorthodox, but they were not foolish. In other words, God did not lead people to do things that would get them killed. Uh, the devil tried to lead Jesus to jump off the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, the angels will catch you. But because Jesus knew the word and he knew he would be violating a scriptural principle, he said to Satan, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Doing something like this is tempting God, putting yourself in harm's way on purpose. In other words, when the children of Israel went to the Red Sea, they didn't jump in and go into the water that was over the hedge. They waited to go across when God rolled the water back. God never asks you to take a supernatural step without doing su something supernatural first. And this is where people get in trouble. We try to force the supernatural. God does not ask you to do the supernatural. That's not your part. You see this partnership all through the scripture. You know the woman whose two sons were going to be sold into slavery? God didn't ask her to work a miracle. God told her to borrow all kinds of empty containers, shut the door, and take the little small jar of oil that she had and begin to pour out. Now, that may have seemed silly, and it was unorthodox, but that little jar never ran out till every one of those containers was full. So it wasn't going to hurt her to do that. The worst thing that could happen is they have to carry some empty jars back to the neighbors. But God worked a miracle. Unorthodox, yes, but not stupid. And it wasn't stupid because of the supernatural factor. All right. Now, he will guide you into all truth. So God leads us into things that make sense. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Now this is huge because a lot of people don't get this. The Holy Spirit is not making up his own language. The Holy Spirit, and I'm not talking about a prayer language, I am talking about the Holy Spirit uses the Word to communicate to you and to me. He does not speak apart from the Word. He is only licensed and authorized to speak something that we know and can verify is from the Word. So if you want to know what language he speaks, I'll tell you what it is. It's Scripture. That's his language. The Holy Spirit brings Scripture to us, and he burns those things into our minds. 
He doesn't speak then on his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. Now that happens in two ways. He will tell you good things to come. Good things so that you can play the part that you're supposed to play, that you can get ready for this. You can be uh, prepared for the good thing when it happens, or it may be that God uses your hand to stimulate a good thing that needs to happen. He also prepares you for evil things that are to come. Now, I have found over the years there are times when I can pray and absolutely stop an evil thing from happening. But then there are other times I've not been able to stop it, but I've been able to mitigate it. Some years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, and uh, I, I never was fully conscious. I was in that state between dreaming and being awake, and I saw the death angel. And I can't describe what he looked like. It didn't matter. I just knew the spirit of death had come against someone that I had a relationship with. I did not know who it was. In my spirit, I was angry and stirred, and I stood against that death angel, and I rebuked him in the name of Jesus. Even in a state of sleep, I was incensed against him. Went on back to sleep, didn't think anything more about it. The next day, I got a phone call about a car wreck that involved a man that I knew. I didn't stop him from being killed. He was killed in the car wreck, but his son was miraculously spared. I believe that God used me in that time to stop the death angel from doing everything that he wanted to do. So I couldn't stop all of it, and I've seen that happen a number of times. There have been times I couldn't stop a particular tragedy or an event, but I did keep it from being as destructive as Satan wanted it to be. So he does show you things to come, and when he does, it's for a purpose. He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit magnifies the person of Jesus. That doesn't mean we can't tell him that we love him and that we appreciate him, but Jesus is the center of our focus. Uh, sometimes people talk about the Holy Spirit almost to the exclusion of Jesus, but Jesus is the one who brings the anointing and the power. Let me explain this. If you want to see the anointing of God on your life and on ministry, magnify, lift up, stay focused on the person and the character of Jesus. The highest, strongest anointing is on that, not when we are always talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't even want us to talk about Him like that all the time. Now, He's teaching us, but He is magnifying Jesus then he goes on to say, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Everything on this earth belongs to the Lord. It's all the Lord's. The Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills are his. All the silver and the gold in the earth are the Lord's. Now, when he shows me something that is his and tells me to go after it, it's what he did with Abraham. He took Abraham to the land of Canaan and said, Arise, walk up and down, north, east, south, west, in the midst of this land, for everywhere the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given unto you. What I want you to see is that he showed Abraham, This belongs to me, now I'm giving it to you. And the Holy Spirit has done that to me down through the years. He has given me 
a church. He has given me buildings. He has shown me how to build buildings. The Holy Spirit led me after, of all things, steam locomotives. And we had them for a number of years and ran a program called The Christmas Train. It was amazing how God showed us what to do. He showed me a television studio, which is the first major thing that I went ever, ever went after. I didn't know that was his studio, never even thought about being his, but he showed it to me, and he gave it to me. I went after it. He put it into my hand. Now, another thing I want to say about this that will be very helpful to you, God doesn't put the control of your life and the pace of your life into someone else's hands. I know some people who think, well, I could do this or that if they would only help me. And there's someone who's supposed to go into partnership with me and they won't do it and they're upset. Or even this, that girl is supposed to marry me, but she won't say yes. If you are doing that, you're making an egregious mistake because when God speaks, he speaks to both parties. I've always found this. God spoke to Mary and told her she was going to have a baby. Well, you know, Joseph has something to say about this because he is engaged to be married to Mary. This is going to be his wife. God speaks to him as well. Whenever two different human beings are involved together in a joint project, God speaks to both of them. And you don't have to resent someone because they're not going along with your plan. God doesn't put your steering wheel, God doesn't put your gas pedal in someone else's hands. He gives that to you. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us to do all of these different things. I encourage you to make a list of these. John's Gospel, chapter 14, John's Gospel, chapter 16. You can see these seven things that he does. I'll see you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.